Welcome to Your Life 180, your success channel. I'm Carmen Alicia, your host. If you're joining us for the first time in the launch of this channel, this is episode two of the three-part Success Foundation series. Thanks for listening in and be sure to download episode one and keep listening for details on how to win free my ultimate success program. So have you ever asked or heard, or I always say any of the following thoughts, have they come to mind? Is it all right for a Christian to be prosperous? Does God really want me to succeed? Is it wrong for a Christian to want to be wealthy, prosperous, or abundant? Or am I wrong to want the good life? Maybe you've heard that Christians are supposed to be meek, lowly, struggling, poor, and content. If any of these ring a bell and you resonate with any of these things, then let's go ahead and jump into episode two of Your Life 180, your success channel called God, the Ultimate Dream Giver. Now, a lot of us have heard statements like the ones that I mentioned above and had questions like those. A lot of people have been taught that contentment is great gain. Although... It's true. It's true in part. First Timothy chapter six, verse six actually says that godly contentment is great gain. And that is what I truly believe. Godly emphasis on godly contentment is great gain. So I don't believe that being poor, destitute, struggling, beat down and shackled by the garbage that life throws our way I don't believe that's the great gain that this godly contentment is supposed to bring. That is because that's not the nature of God. That is not the nature of God. I know I'm probably ruffling some feathers right about now. And to be quite honest with you, initially, my feathers were ruffled too. And here's why. That statement shifted the responsibility on me. That meant that I had to take full responsibility for the state of life that I was living. And to be honest with you, the state of life that I was living, it was not a good state at all. As a born again believer, ignorant and not knowing, my life did not represent God's original intent for anyone. You know, like I said before, as a single mom of three children, two different fathers on welfare, so horrible with money that I can provide a stable home. I mean, we in in a six year span, we moved 10 different times. And my kids were the ones who suffered the most out of that. I suffered business failures, job losses. I was a mess. And relationally speaking, man, demand, 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 it was awful. That was an absolute awful mess. Who wants to take responsibility for that? It's easy, of course, in that kind of a situation to say, you know, we're struggling and we're doing our best. We love God and we're just going to be content. And that's what I tried to do for a while. And the way I tried to justify it was by the fact that I worked hard. I was such a hard worker. I have a hard work ethic. But the problem was I wasn't working smart. I mean, I worked 
a lot. I had a job as a secretary making $9 an hour, and that was before taxes. I would work two and three jobs. I would work my secretarial job at the end of the day, pick up my children from daycare, and then I would do handwriting to supplement some income from another company. And then at 1030 at night, I would get my children out of bed and load them into a van and drive downtown and roll newspapers so I could do newspaper delivery until about four o'clock in the morning. So yes, the state of my life was not a good state at all. But the truth of the matter was, I was desperate for change. So I had to own up to the hard fact that I was responsible for the life that I was living. And that life that I was living was completely contrary to the nature of God and his plan for my life. So what I want to share with you are the truths that the Lord gave me to counter and completely annihilate those life-draining thoughts, thought processes, and mindset that I have, and hopes that this will encourage and shift your life as well. So what I'll do is start with the most popular one. Maybe you've heard of it in John chapter 10, verse 10. And it says, the thief comes, but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That's exactly what Jesus said. How many of us has heard, how many of us have heard that so many times that we just stop hearing it. I, I certainly did. Okay, let me give this to you in another translation. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's from the New Living Translation. So like I said before, I was so desperate for change that I had to take a closer look. I just had to stop, put on the brakes, and get a grip. Have my sincere come to Jesus meeting. So what I did was I looked at that scripture and I just feasted on it for a moment, if you will. I just kind of camped there. And something really struck out at me. You know, if Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly, and I'm not living that, what am I missing? So I did some further research and I just decided to look up some of the meanings of these words. So the first thing I did was I searched out abundantly. Here are some definitions of abundantly. Present in great quantity, more than adequate, oversufficient, well supplied with something, abounding, richly supplied as with resources. Then I looked up abounding. And that says that the definition of abounding is rich or well supplied to be filled or teeming. My life was definitely not richly supplied or abounding, but, but that's what Jesus came for. He came that I would be well supplied, richly supplied as with resources and abounding. Okay. Let's take another look at 3 John 2. This is so special to me because of the journey that I was on for a while. Such low self-esteem that I would participate in the things that I did just to gain significance. And it starts off this way. Beloved, I love that, beloved Above all, I wish that you prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. 
So let's take a look at the meaning of prosper. To be successful or fortunate, especially in financial respects. To thrive, to flourish, to make successful or fortunate. And the definition of thrive is to grow or develop vigorously. Flourish, the meaning of flourish is to be in a vigorous state, to thrive, to be in its or one's prime, to be at the height of fame, excellence, influence, etc. An ostentatious display. The definition of ostentatious, characterized or given to pretentious or conspicuous show in an attempt to impress others. Of actions, manners, qualities exhibited, etc., intended to attract notice. Jesus came to give me such an abundant life that it should scream out, look at whose I am, what I have, come and get yours too. But my, but my life did not look like that. Let's look at some more scriptures. In Psalm 35, verse 27, it says that God delights in the prosperity of his servant. The definition of delight, a high degree of pleasure or enjoyment, joy, rapture, something that gives great pleasure. The definition of rapture, ecstatic joy or delight, joyful ecstasy, the carrying of a person to another place or sphere of existence. God is so or has such a high degree of pleasure in our prosperity, our success, that it takes him to a place or, or another sphere of ecstatic existence. Is that amazing? That is so amazing. Now let's go a little further into the Old Testament for some examples of God's desire for us. So let's first start with Genesis chapter 13. Um, this is a story of where Lot and uh, his uncle Abraham, they were in a dispute. They were in a disagreement because their servants or their shepherds were arguing over their livestock. So Abraham wanted to take the high road and he said, you know, Lot, we're family. This is me harmonizing it. We're family. Let's not uh, split hairs over unnecessary disagreements. You go one way, whatever way you go, I'll take the opposite way. So Lot looked around north, south, east, west, and he sees this green, lush pasture land, also known as Sodom and Gomorrah. So he takes off and heads in that direction. So after he's left, the Lord just has this conversation with Abraham. And in chapter 13 of Genesis, verse 14, the Lord told Abraham to look around. Whatever you see, you can have. Now, let me just say this. For clarification's sake, the Lord did not say, Abraham, pick some landscape and that's going to be yours. What he was really saying to Abraham was, whatever you can imagine, whatever you can dream up for the life that you want, I will give it to you. You can have it. is that amazing? Here's another. In Numbers chapter 13, now this is picture, if you will, the Israelites after they've been delivered from Pharaoh and the Egyptian army and, and um, that Egyptian oppression. They were in this land and they were about to enter into the promised land, that destination that the Lord wanted them to reach. Um, and so before they all embarked on that journey, 
Moses had 12 men go in and kind of scope out the land. They spent 40 days spying out this land. It was one, the leader of each of the tribes of Israel. And uh, one was Joshua and Caleb. They were one of the 12. So what they did was they spent 40 days just kind of scoping it out, kind of like what you and I would do if we're considering moving to a new state or a new country. You get information on it. You go look to see what the economy is like, if there's you know, a place where you can live and be safe, secure, those kinds of things. So that's what they did. What they saw was absolutely amazing, for lack of a better word. You'll find that I use that a lot, amazing and incredible. That's the cheerleader in me. So what they saw was this land that was literally, well, not literally, flowing with milk and honey. I assure you there was not a bunch of milk and sticky honey flowing. What that simply means is this land was rich in opportunity, kind of like in our olden days, if you will, what foreigners would think about America. They would come to America because it was considered to be the land of opportunity, a land where you could come and be so successful and achieve your dreams. So that's what that promised land was like. It was so rich and full of opportunity that it took two men, get this, two men to carry one cluster of grapes on a pole between them. That is mind-blowing. So I give you all of these scriptural examples because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it is his true desire and nature for you to succeed. He wants you to prosper. And I'm telling all of this to you as a caveat in that I don't want to inspire you to have this selfish mindset to name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, get all you can, can all you get, then sit on your can. This is simply to point out the true nature of God. God wants us to have things. He does not want things to have us. Okay. So in Matthew six, it clearly states that you cannot serve both God and money. So your life is not to be in pursuit of living for wealth for the sake of wealth. Your life is to be in pursuit of pursuing God and the things of God. And when you do that, those things, the wealth, the prosperity, they come along with it. That abundant living automatically comes along with it. I know I have lived it. I have strived. I have scraped. I have clawed for the good life. And we ended up moving, like I said, 10 times in a six-year period because that's what I was making my life all about. Once the truths of the Lord just transformed my life and I started living in a relationship with Him, just like you would live, you would have a relationship with somebody you love. You spend time with them, you get to know them, you do life with them. And when I began seeking His kingdom, God's kingdom, by living the dream He's given me, and that dream is to share with you that He loves you so much and He wants you to have a good life that he came to give you a good life. And there's a way that you can achieve that good life. When I started doing that, that is when I began experiencing that abundant life that I struggled and clawed and fought so hard for. So I wanted to say, there is a way. God wants you to succeed. 
thank you so much for listening to part two of this three-part success foundational series to enter to win free my ultimate success program download the three episodes subscribe and leave a comment and remember with the ultimate success program valued at $3,600 what you will get are the complete step-by-step uh, guidelines you will receive the tools the resources the support and the coaching to help you achieve your dreams so if you're interested in learning what you need to do to live that abundant life what you need to achieve success be sure to download episode three called your key to success and abundant living and you can't have success without it thanks for listening